Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and joining me today, I'm not flying solo, it's James the Sharp End Sharp down at the King Power Stadium. Hello James. Hello Rob. And we've just been sat through a very eventful press conference with Claude yeah. It's been a very eventful day. Before we get on to those details, just like to remind you to head over to beer52.com if you like free beer, like I do. And uh, you can be enjoying eight beers around the world, uh, free of charge. All you've got to do is pay the post to pack in. Um, just use the tagline Leicester to register. Now, the big news of the day. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation in the build-up um, in recent weeks, especially after the 5-0 drubbing at Crystal Palace, that Claude Pabuela was under pressure. Um, and he's had a vote of confidence from the owners. They've flown in to the training ground today to hold a meeting with um, with Claude and the players. And while they've uh, issued a statement as well later today um, saying that um, they have their full support, it wasn't quite the uh, vote of confidence that uh, it's portrayed as, was it really? If you look at what Claude said, um, Kunvijaya said to him, yeah. it's a bit of a kick up the bum as well, isn't it? it it's, it's more that, I think, than a vote of, than a vote of confidence. Um, I mean, fans will remember the... The vote of confidence that Claudio got when they told him that he had their unwavering support, and that that unwavering support wavered 16 days later, and he lost his job. So fans will know about the dreaded vote of confidence. But you're right; this one felt a bit different to that. It felt more about not a pull your finger out, not just to not just to Claude, but to the staff, the players, to sort it out and to get it fixed before the end of the season. Um, because it's what four wins in eighteen. West Ham have got everything to play for. Arsenal, Leicester never win against them, and Tottenham. Harry Kane tends to score bucketfuls against Leicester. So there is a potential that Leicester might finish the season without getting any more points. And with the growing frustrations at the club, the growing negativity surrounding the manager um, from certain sections of the fans, the owners come in and said, "Look." You need you guys need to sort this out because it's not good enough. Exactly. I mean, he, uh, the words that Puel actually said were the message was clear: respect the club, respect the fans. Um, so obviously, uh, the the owner's not been very happy with what he's been seen. Although he wasn't at Crystal Palace, we believe. But uh, no, Susan Whelan was. Yeah, say, but but the owners weren't. And they're going to be here for the West Ham game. So there is some. I mean, Claude said tonight he doesn't feel under any pressure, but there's pressure on uh, the game against West Ham now, isn't it? Because They've got to put a performance in against uh, West Ham in front of uh, the chairman who says he's given them their full support, but I think he expects that to be returned in kind, doesn't it, with a fully committed display? Yeah, you do. I mean, it's a good job he wasn't at, at Palace because I think he would, wouldn't have enjoyed it very much. Um, and if they have a similar performance as they did to Palace at home, you couldn't, you couldn't really hear the reaction of the Leicester fans at Palace because the home fans were so loud. If they put if that performance was at home in front of the whole crowd, you can just imagine how loud the boos would have been and, and the disgust at that kind of performance. So it's difficult to really gauge what what the message is in terms of confidence of it with Claude. 
he's come out with in, in a statement and said that he has our full he has my full support. That is a good sign for Claude. But then the message that Claude portrayed of the you need to respect the fans and the club and me that suggests that he still needs to see something between now and the end of the season to be convinced that Paul's man to take the team forward. Well, there, there has been a lot of speculation, hasn't there, in, in recent mm. weeks. It all started with some newspaper reports in the Nationals a few weeks ago saying that um, the owners were having second thoughts about Puel being the man um, to lead them into next season. Do you, do you think that this decision to issue this uh, full support for Puel and to meet the players today has been an attempt to just stop all that, just to uh, um, rain on that parade, if you like? Um, potentially. Whether it will or not, I don't... I don't, well, I don't think it'll stop any speculation. No, because people always just say, oh, it's that dreaded vote of confidence, next thing you know, we're sacked by Monday morning. Because they'll look back at how Claudio... what happened with Claudio. Um, I think it's. I think it's more... A message of we need to be we need to be united for these last three games because we need to see something from you. We need to see. I think it's more a message of um, encouragement and also something for them to respond to. It's not a it's not a fluffy pat on the back. Don't worry, it's all fine. This is all okay. No, this is a pull your finger out. It's all okay. Don't worry about it. It's it's yours. It's yours. Don't worry. Everything's, everything's rosy. This isn't. It's not that. It's a come on. We need to finish strongly. Pull together. Let's do it. I think it's more of a, like a rocket on the backside. So we're still not completely, utterly sure that Claudel is going to be the manager next season at Leicester City, are we? Really, despite this uh, this statement. I mean, if they have three disastrous performances and three defeats between now and the end of the season, those fans that have already started to question his position, they're only going to grow in number and uh, then we'll really see um, how how supportive the owner is going to be. Yeah, that will test it more than anything. If they have a a poor end of the season and it's already quite a loud motion against Puel from his more vocal critics. It's, it's only really on social media at the moment though, hasn't it? It hasn't really manifested itself in the stuff. Although we, to be fair, where we were in uh, Selhurst Park, we couldn't hear what the, the away fans were saying. No. So we don't know about that. Yeah, like I say, had that performance been at home, you'd have got a more, you'd have got a larger sense of what the, what the situation would be. You could, you might, there would, there would probably have been chants or, or boos or songs. We don't know. Paul's got to hope that that doesn't happen against West Ham because then you, the owners will hear what the response from the fans is. If it is poor, when they get to the end of the season, then then it, that's the point when Vichai has to show support. That's when we get a real sense of just how strong that support is and how unwavering that support might be. So no, we're still not overly, we're still not overly, overly sure. Well, was talking in his press conference about how he's had conversations with with the owners and this short-term pain, this long-term gain was the little mm-hmm. sound bite he came out with. So he's always talking in terms of looking forward, which seems to suggest that he's had reassurances that he will be there to oversee the restructure of this squad. But then he would say that, wouldn't he? He would say that. And 
I think it all depends on these last three games. I really do. We, we, we really don't need the, the instability of the manager's position going into what is going to be a very busy summer. This squad needs a little bit of an overhaul. Um, it's fair to say there's going to be a number of comings and goings. We had a bit of transfer news early doors, didn't we, today? Yeah. Riyad Mahrez did um, some interviews and he stated that he had withdrawn his transfer request, but he admits he's still unclear of his uh, future. Now, obviously, if you've got a transfer request in, um, that means you uh, are foregoing on um, some bonuses, loyalty bonuses to your contract. So it's not really in a player's interest to have a transfer uh, request in because it could potentially cost him a lot of money. And with no club actually in for him at the moment, as we understand, um, it's probably... Inevitable that he was going to withdraw that transfer request, but it still doesn't change anything, does it? This summer, we're still expecting Riyadh to be the subject of a lot of speculation. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think it changes much, to be honest. Um, it's a nice message from Riyadh to the fans, as in it's quite it's quite good PR. But do they, do, they, do transfer requests really mean anything in the nuts and bolts of everything? I mean. Riyadh could could quite easily withdraw his transfer request as he has done, and then Man City can come in in the, in the summer and offer fifty, sixty million quid, and we're in the same position we were last in January, and a decision has to be made. It him withdrawing transfer request does not mean that Red Morris is going to be a Leicester player after the summer. It just means that he's he's all right. He's, it just means he's not pushing the nuclear option just yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll give it a couple of weeks into the summer, and then all the Mares um, stuff will start again. We've had it the last few transfer windows. I'm sure it's going to be the same mm. again this summer. Um, now Mares has got um, three games. Then potentially could be his final three games for Leicester City. He's one of the few fit players, isn't he? You got some team news, and it could take a while. Yeah, so make sure you've got a cup of tea. Long, how long, oh, I hope that I can remember them all off the top of my head. Um, We're starting goal. That's for Smiley. Yeah, so there are potentially Leicester could be potentially without ten of their first team players for this game against West Ham. So we've got some new ones on the list, mm. which are Danny Simpson and Ben Chilwell. So. Let's take those two for a start. That means Claude Puel is really short now at fullback. Only Christian Fuchs is any fit fullback to the point where Puel even joked that he might have to get his boots out to play at right back because that's Mark Albrighton now suspended. Danny Simpson injured. Daniel Amate made his return for the under-23s but is unlikely to be ready to start in the Premier League again. So that's pretty much no right backs he's got. So Dragovic might play there. He could call on Donnell Johnson, who's been doing really well for the under-23s. Josh Knight, who's another young he's potentially played there before this season. So he's really short at right-back. So that's Simpson and Chilwell. Kasper Schmeichel is still a doubt after um, suffering that ankle injury. He's missed two games, he could now miss a third. Robert Huth is injured He's got an ankle injury. Shinji Okazaki has also got an ankle injury. He's not played since after that Burnley game. Matty James, we've known, is out for the season anyway. Um, and Vincente Abora is probably the only really bright light in this in that he was ruled out for the season earlier. But he's back ahead of schedule. He's back in training. And he's had about two or three sessions. But Claude isn't quite sure whether he will be back fit or not. So after all of that, we can run through the He did players. joke that it would be easier to name the players that were fit. Yes. Then. So on the injury list, we've got Simpson, Undidi, 
Huth, Okazaki, Schmeichel, Chilwell, James, Amate, Albrighton is suspended and Abora is still a doubt. So that is up to 10 players that Claude will be without. Well, we're th- we think we could hazard a guess at the, uh, the starting eleven because he hasn't got too many options then. So are we going to go agree with Ben Hamer in goal? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Dragovic at right back. He played there at Watford and didn't look particularly great. That He made his debut there, so I'm a little bit nervous about that. Uh, Morgan and Maguire. Yeah, Fuchs back Fuchs. in. Yeah. Uh, we've only got two central midfield players that are fit. And Hamza Chowdhury and Adrian Silva, so those two are definitely going to start. Yeah, and you've got Riyad Mahrez and probably Damari Gray on the wings. Uh, Kelechi Nacho Behind the main man. Jamie Vardy. And then the bench... Uh, Whoever's Steve, fit. Steve Beagle, I'll better bring some of his youngsters for the bench. Because, Mike uh, Stahl get his boots on. Yeah, it looks like they're down to the real bare bones of this squad. And uh, it's amazing when you consider how many players are out on loan as well. I mean, and <laughs> that decision suddenly to re- release all those players on loan. Yeah, no, it's coming back to bite them. I mean, I've got a little bit of sympathy in the fact that you can't, you can't have any idea that you're going to have this amount no. of injuries. You can't. Well, Leicester City traditionally don't pick up soft um, tissue injuries. Their hamstring injuries were very rare uh, previously, but they've had a space of them now, and um, this is really unlike Leicester City to have a um, such a busy treatment room. At yeah, the because I remember when when Nigel was here, I remember once getting a bit snappy with well, he got snappy with lots of journalists. We got snappy with a journalist who had who implied or asked why he feels that Leicester are so lucky with injuries. And I just said, well, we're not lucky with injuries at all. We put in a lot of money and time and effort into making into our fitness department, so it's not luck at all. Leicester now are really struggling when it comes to injuries. Um, well, is really down to the bare bones. Yeah, probably. It's going to be. That's not going to really help the situation, is it? I mean, I can understand why you know he might have to call on some of the under twenty threes, but it's not really an ideal situation. We're throwing young kids in when there is a bit of pressure, there is a bit of negativity around where the chairman has just issued a get your finger out sort of uh, uh, cry to the to the players. You know, you know, but I suppose you go in there and you've got no pressure on you personally, but there's certainly pressure around the squad. But he, he might not have any choice. No, not at all. Especially against a team like West Ham who are, who are nowhere near safe yet. They've got everything still to play for. And Leicester are... I'd say they are. On the, they have been on the beach for the last few weeks, which is another reason why the the owner has flown in to give them give them a rocket. Mm. It's going to be difficult, and I do feel a bit for well because it's almost trying to swim against the tide with one arm tied behind his back, and that's going to be that's that's tough at the best of times when you've got when you're in terrible form and the, and you've got frustration against you and pressure over your job. He says he's not bothered by it, but he's going to be a very tough man not to be. Well, it might not get much better for him ahead of the Arsenal game here on Wednesday. Um, Mark Brighton is suspended for the West Ham game, but he could be suspended for the Arsenal game as well. He was charged uh, by the FA for misconduct in his reaction to his red card at Palace. Mike Dean included it in his report. Yeah, Of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. We knew. There was no question he was going to let that go. Uh, he had until 6pm on Thursday to submit his response to that. We don't know what that response is. And we're not going to get, we understand, we're not going to get a decision on Albrighton's second game ban, whether he's going to get one or not. Until next week. Well, it's not. The, it's not for the one to try. We we have tried to get in, get hold of, uh, of people in the right positions to tell us, but 
at the minute with not going to find out until, until next, which is a bit odd. Yeah, it does. Normally, these things get done pretty quickly. I mean, they've already got in their mind what uh, whether they think he's guilty or not. I mean, I'm assuming that Earl Brighton has requested a personal hearing uh, to submit uh, uh, some mitigation, but um, we haven't had any confirmation of that. I can't. I'm just trying to figure out why it, there'd be such a delay. Have the FA admin bods on holiday or something? Well, we know a few of them are on holiday, but the term, no, uh, we don't know. We don't know is the answer, but. If he gets suspended again for the Arsenal game, that's not going to help Puel's um, selection issue. So let's talk about the game then, the Hammers. Um, yeah. They're always eventful, these games, aren't they? Leicester versus West Ham. There's always something going on, well, either on the pitch or in well, the stands. Say, especially now when there's the, all the rumours of not just unrest between the, between the club, but between the pairs of owners, because um, it's understood that Leicester's chairman and... Baroness Karen Brady aren't on the best of terms and they are now meeting in the board well, they'll be on the way tomorrow won't they so there's t- tension there there were some reports that um, Leicester City we're not going to afford the usual invitation to the uh, to the um, directors of West Ham United to join them in the boardroom or in the directors box now we're told that is not the case they are um, welcome to the directors box and in the boardroom although I should imagine it's going to be a pretty busy directors box for this game yeah. because it's traditionally going to be the last game home game of the season because they, they didn't know the Arsenal game was going to get moved beyond this so they've made arrangements to have the end of season celebrations so there'll be quite a few guests of the chairman there we, we are sure but yeah, there were reports that that was going to be the case. It's not going to be the case. They are going to be... It's going to be a bit of a frosty conversation, isn't it? Between, I'm sure I imagine Karen Brady will be apologising again for going on about um, the chairman buying wine whilst he was telling her how he was going to sack Claudia Ranieri. Yes, I know. And that's... I mean, that... Vichai is not the kind of bloke to um, take overly kindly to those kind of stories being portrayed in newspaper columns um, whether true or not true we don't know um, but there are also rumours that it's for that reason that Leicester wouldn't allow the likes of Andy King or Islam Slomani to go on loan to West Ham because they doesn't want, wouldn't want to furnish West Ham with his wealth of players because of the, the friction there so well there might be that in the, in the, in the boardroom if you say it's going to be a pretty pretty prickly atmosphere so that's one talking point well, the other talking points are the pressure of what we just mentioned, the pressure on Puel, the vote of confidence, the, the performance of the players is that as well. And also the fact that Leicester need to end this poor run of form against a team that are, are real scrapping for their lives. I mean, five games on home score without a victory. Four yeah. draws, one defeat. Against teams who you would want or expect, really, with how much of fortress King Powell's been over the years, you'd expect... The, the likes of Stoke, Swansea, Bournemouth, Newcastle. Um, these are the teams that Leicester usually, back in the day, would just cast aside on home soil, would turn up, blow them away and leave with, with the win. And they just haven't been doing that. So that's added to the frustration. And I think another another game without a win is going to be even more frustrating. Yeah, well, check back on the Mercury website because James will be running a live blog throughout the game so you can follow all the action and what happens here and we'll obviously be giving you a bit of colour about what's going on in the stands yeah. I think from where we sit we can just about see into the director's box can't yeah. we so we'll see if uh, Vishai and uh, Baroness Brady are sitting next to each other sharing a glass of wine yeah we'll, we'll, we'll let you know so check back on the Mercury website for that live blog that James will be running on match day 
we'll have, uh, we've got plenty of stories building up to this game on our, lots of stories yeah, lots on of our website building up to this game it's been a busy day and uh, we'll have uh, all the reaction as well on our Mercury website and our Facebook page don't forget beer52.com thank you for listening and uh, join us again next time